It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. Even celebrities, like we put celebrities on such a high pedestal, we forget that they're just as fallible, just as stupid, and just as dumb as we are. So then like it'll come out and be like, wait, David we thought he was a witch and like yeah yeah like a hundred percent and that's, that's fucking why yeah, but on the other end of the spectrum we also love consuming the the wholesome human side of these celebrities or people that we put on a high pedestal like bloopers yeah why do we love bloopers because we're looking at uh our idols like jackie chan and chris tucker fucking up yeah, at yeah. the end of a movie that we just loved right or like keeping up with the kardashians we get to see what their day-to-day life or what they tell us is their day-to-day life these, you know yeah, what i mean these "Quote unquote perfect beings on yep. Earth these, that look these gorgeous, famous people who have reality shows for essentially nothing. Yeah, the show's just—it's just a show about what they do every day. You know what I mean? And like, without mm-hmm. the show, they actually wouldn't be doing something every day. So it's really like a weird cycle, and mm-hmm. we just consume it like it's candy. And it's so funny that we consume it, and a lot of p- people believe this is how they really are. Oh, yeah. But and it's that's so exaggerated. It's it's a lot of it is fabricated because yeah. how normal are you going to be with a camera shoved up in your face? Not at all. That's we can tell you for sure. For sure. Yeah. And uh, if it wasn't fake, why do they have script supervisors on mm-hmm. reality shows? And like there's producers and yep. executive producers saying, okay, this is what we air and this is what we're not going to air. Let's cut that part out. Yeah. That's uh, it's, yeah. It's weird what they what they can and can't even do. like with singing shows because I've looked into obviously auditioning mm-hmm. to like American Idol and The Voice in the past when like sure. a lot of my friends and family would tell me you should audition for that shit. Totally. And you hear stories about people that actually were in there and they would say, okay, um, you got to. Uh, what's a story about you and how did you start singing? Oh, actually, that's not good enough. Say it this way and actually, like, let's sprinkle this lie in there so it sounds more exciting. That's Hollywood, baby. And like, fuck you. Like, because they're all just trying to sell stories. Yeah. Rather than the truth. Honestly, though, but but here's my thing. What? Is like, you should do that because your talent isn't in that story. Your talent is in the singing. And eventually, that talent will show through. Every person who gets famous never gets famous the way they want to. Mm-hmm. But if they're talented enough, then they can really express who they really are. You just got to play the game for a little bit. Help me out with this then. So if I were to, because I was looking into auditioning for, for The sure. Voice, and they said, okay, uh, you're going to sing one to two songs mm-hmm. uh, with or without accompaniment. And Easy. also tell us a little bit about yourself. And like we, we want to see, we want to know the story of like how you began. I already got it. Okay, what do I say? From what you know about me yeah. and my singing background, what do I say? This is how you sell to yourself to in. producers. Okay. okay. Look, look at me. I'm Christian. I uh, I was a short, brown, fat kid, and I got bullied a lot. And the only time that I could find comfort was in music. And I would listen to these songs, these songs that none of my friends listened to. I would listen to music that none of my none of my peers were into, and it made me feel whole. I became I started singing those songs. So I wanted to be like Bobby Darin. I wanted to be like Frank Sinatra. Those were the people I aspired to be. Now I can sing. I've grown up. I've become this beautiful, lovely man. I can show my talent, and people are now shocked because, hey, that used to be the short little fat kid Christian. Now look at him up there singing and happy and loving his life. That was incredible. I should be Oh a my gosh. Thank you very much. You're coming with me to the auditions. Honestly, like I think that's how you sell it. Would you wait in line with me? Yeah. Like because Yeah, and I would even tell them that, I, that I'm your manager too. So I could Fuck be like yeah, get close dude. up there and be like, no, I have to be. Yeah, to you gotta be with me. Yeah. Wow. That was a good way. I mean, and with you saying that, I mean And that's just off the dome. Let me write it down and like really kind of play with it and like formulate it. That's what you like know of me. And that's not like really the route that I would have gone in oh interesting but none of that is like not not true no right? and all of it's that's sellable all of that is like what they would want on a reality show right now i mean to be and to be completely honest about it like singing 
did bring me a sense of confidence. Oh, it, it definitely did. It brought me a, a sense of validation. And yeah. like it was a way to be seen because you, I tell you all the time that my brother was uh, the golden child. Smart. In an Asian family, very smart valedictorian and got a lot of the attention and like mm-hmm. praise mm-hmm. because he was just really on top of his shit. And here I am like not nearly as naturally smart. And so that's why I found ways you, to be seen through like creative outlets. You are very smart. Thank you very much. I you, appreciate you it. You went to college. You're working a very difficult job that takes a lot of brain power. Thank you. Um, and, you know, the grass is always greener. So somebody in my position would can tell you that you you are very smart. Thanks. But, of course, in your position, you know, the grass looks greener on a different front. Always. But, um, dude, I, what, what story do you think? Because, like, what story that you would actually say, maybe I can add, maybe I can do the producer sprinkle. Okay. Yeah. What's Let's your see. What's your real story? Well, I mean, I don't know what, like, my real story is because... It seems like these producers want some sort of like traumatic experience yeah. or something really sad. Mm-hmm. But the way, but, but my singing story's very happy. Other than the fact that I did it to like gain to make my parents proud, right? That's that's, that's a good one. which is really something, um, and that's real, and that's real because I see how proud they were after like a gig or like how they would see me when I'm singing or like the love that my oh. dad would give me when I'm trying to learn a song that means so much to him. And I'm going to make you so famous. <laughs> you stick with me, pal. We're going straight to the top. My parents, my mom said that I started singing at the age of two, which makes me want to throw this cup of coffee across the room because I'm like, I was a two. How? What? Are you sure I wasn't just saying Google Gaga in a certain tone? No, you were carrying notes. No, she was saying that I was singing Unchained Melody, which is... <laughs> Can you imagine me at two years like old? Like really, like staccato, like getting every beat, getting every single note. She said it was in the car. Like, what was I doing? Like, did I unbuckle the car seat and got out and like stood on the chair? It was like, may I have your attention, please? No, but I will tell you this: when my nephew was still in the car seat, small baby, the first song he ever sang uh-huh. was um, "Oh Oh O'Reilly." Oh, Auto parts a jingle because that song played in the car all the time, I guess, and always on TV. But like, he just started singing that one day. Out of the blue. Uh-huh. And, you know, kids can catch on to things like that and sometimes, like, memorize it and, and stuff. Uh, when he was getting a little bit older, was a toddler, and would get scared, he would sing to himself to, to calm him down. So uh-huh. one day we're standing in line for Pirates of the Caribbean in Disneyland. He's freaking, he used to freak himself out. Um, classic Middleton thing. <laughs> Anyways, he was kind of freaking himself out, and he started singing um, downtown. Really? Downtown. And me and my brother kind of, like, looked down. We didn't want to make a video. And he's just like... You don't want no beef, boy. Downtown. That is so cute. And I remember just thinking, like, this kid is fucking adorable. That is golden. Did you guys record it? No, it was one of those moments where we were both like, you know what, let's just, you know. But it was like, he would just like sing that. He sang Macklemore's Downtown to himself. Like, that was his calming song to him. Because if you had recorded that and put that onto the internet. Oh, it'd be a million. But I bet you like now he probably doesn't even remember that song. Or if he hears that song, he might be like, oh yeah, I used to like this song. Because like, like, you still like Unchained Melody. I love Unchained Melody. So maybe he still loves that. Like uh, the Temptations and stuff that my dad used to play when I was a baby. Yeah. So that's probably why I, I like, every time I hear those, it's just like. Isn't it crazy how much. How, how much our like current viewpoints, morals and values and ideals derive from like our childhood experiences. Totally. Yeah. It, I mean, n- that's nature and nurture. Like, cause it's so much harder to learn now as an adult from our experiences because we get stubborn or prideful. Mm. But when we are a, an absorbent sponge, we, we, we learn like, Oh, 
uh, Barney's way better than Teletubbies, and with no reasoning, no logic, but just it's because fact, like though. it's a fact to you because your older brother or cousin said it yeah. to you, and now we carry that value to as with us as adults. Yeah, right. I, I think um, not to disagree. I think what we're doing as adults is not we're unable to learn. I think what we're doing is we're almost rewriting what we did learn. Uh huh. Right? Because I was thinking about this uh. the other day. Almost everything we learned as a kid was a fucking lie. That's yeah. yeah. Like even the shit that was the truth, it was only part of the truth, right? Like mm. they didn't ever want to tell us that it was so weird. Santa's and, real, the Easter bunny's real, yeah. shit like that. And then like, hey, but don't lie to people. Yeah. Lies yes. are bad. Yes. But then like but you so know So when is it appropriate to tell a lie? I've said this in the past, it's when you're trying to save somebody. It's when you're trying to help them. And so our parents are just trying to save our They're innocence? Trying to make you, well, yeah, for sure. I do think Easter Bunny, Santa Claus, all that's to save the child's innocence. Yeah. Um, but it's also to make them happy. Give them a sense of mystery. Give them something to think about yeah. and look forward to. And also it gives you an out. Yeah, it does, huh? Yeah. I mean, every parent, how many parents have eaten their kids Halloween candy and said that they threw it away? <laughs> I'm parents all the fucking time. Like, I'm going to do that. Yeah. I mean, parents lie a million times. Like, I, not mine, though. Because uh-huh. my mom's listening. <laughs> She's they just, honestly, the most honest person. They, honestly, my parents didn't lie to me and my brother. They just didn't tell us a lot of stuff. Like, as we got older, we learned more and more about them. And we were like, at least in my mind, excuse me, at least in my mind, I think um, if I would have known those things at a younger age and understood that they understood what I was going through from that position, I would have understood their lessons better. Mm-hmm. But because I thought they never experienced the things that I experienced, and here they am reprimanding me for something that I think they've never understood or never experienced or don't know, yeah. I think they don't get it. What I think they maybe should have done, if I could say, which I probably shouldn't. Give them some parental notes. Um, All right. I wish they would have been more honest with us and like explain to us how they understand these things because they've gone through it too, instead of me and Matt thinking that they are infallible parents. And then suddenly we're getting older and we're like, wait a minute, parents aren't infallible. And then we like start looking at our parents like, oh man, you guys made problems. Like you guys had problems too. Well, maybe that's one of the issues of parenting is like, you don't know where to cross the line of how transparent you should be. How much should I shelter you from the real world? For sure. Like you're raising a human. You make a fucking human and you raise that person and they are an extension of you that is completely representative representative of your skills as a parent. Well, and not only that, it's like truly a part of you. Like my yeah. brother, I haven't experienced it yet, but my brother swears to me when he looks at his son, when he looks at his daughter, he, he feels this connection to it of like, that's me. That's yeah. my, that's mine. That's my yeah. baby. You know, like we haven't experienced that yet, but I know that experience that parents have where they can just look at their kid and it's, and that's why like, yeah, Santa's real. I might have said this like a hundred episodes ago. I don't know. But at some point I feel like I have told you, but when one of my cousins, uh, when my cousin Angel and uh, her husband Justin had their first kid, um, it was incredible. It was unexpected, but it was such a beautiful thing. And I remember being in the hospital after she had given birth, and I was in the room with Justin, and I was like, "How does it feel, man, to be a dad?" And he gave me one of the best answers that made me so excited to be a parent. He said, "You know, Christian, I've loved, I've loved a lot, and I've loved many times, and I loved many people." I love you. I love your cousin Angel. I love my parents and I love my siblings. But there is no love that can compare to the love that I feel for that baby right there, for that human that I made. And I was like, oh my God. You're like, you just met that baby. You've known me for years. Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck? I'm pissed, Justin. I've been to your birthdays. Fuck, Justin. He's like, fuck that baby. That baby's done nothing for you. Take it the other way. (laughs) 
That baby's only going to take money from you. You take that baby and you shove it back up. Statistically, the angel. by the time that baby turns 18, $2 million you spent. Yes. That is a money sucker. And that's if he's an idiot and doesn't go to college. Yeah. So you better get it right. What are, you doing? what are you, a plumber? You better own that business, bitch. Yes, because from here on, <laughs> it on there's only downhill. Ruin the best day of their life. You know the world's overpopulated. Slap the baby. <laughs> it's not even a boy. Look at that. No bones, all cartilage. Where you call your, that a person? Where are your kneecaps? <laughs> yeah, you look like the Michelin man. <laughs> Where's that soft spot? <laughs> Just start poking this baby. Excuse me, sir. Please get out. Please get out of the nursery, sir. This get, is a full-grown child. These children's immune systems, very bad right You're now. You're coughing straight in their faces. Yeah, you look dirty as fuck. Is that a cigarette? Why are you smoking in here, sir? I'm sorry, is that marijuana? <laughs> yeah, this baby should learn fast. This is weed. <laughs> Blow it in their ears, they'll get tired. <laughs> They're not dogs, dude. <laughs> I remember when I first heard that blowing in the dog's ears. Is it true? Ear. I don't know. I don't know. Because how does a dog look like when a dog's high? Like a normal dog. I've done it before to Rosie. It's like one of those things where um, you you hear about it, it's like, yeah, it's like eating an orange makes you higher. And it's like, really? Eating an orange? It does? Yeah, okay. Or like, and then it's like, it's the vitamin C. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay, sure, okay. Like, how much of it is just a placebo effect? I feel like if you were to. 100%. Right? If, I feel like if you were to tell me to like start, ta- if I tap my kneecap five yeah. times, I get higher. You can get high without smoking if you tap your knee tap twice, tap the other one once, tap that first one three times, and then poke your nose. See, if someone told me that when I would first start, like, you know, smoking, oh, okay. I'd get my notepad ding, 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 out. Ding, ding, like, ding, 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 All right, five, five, five. That's five times. That's one time. I'm maybe blasted. I, maybe I did it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel anything. Maybe I did do it again. Do it again. Start doing it to your friends. No. You do it. Tell me if you feel anything. It's, I don't know. Or like, what are things that you heard about drinking? Like, oh, don't, what's your thought process on mixing darks and lights? Do it. You know, don't be a pussy. Don't. Well, yes. It, alcohol is alcohol. One is just barreled. Uh, one is just barreled and the other isn't, right? Yeah. One's probably got food coloring and one doesn't. Yeah. But then some people come up with these urban myths. I have some coworkers that tell me, oh, so hung over the next day after we drank because we mixed. And I was like, nah, girls, because you didn't yeah. have bread and water. Or or because you were drinking like rum and it was all the sugar and you're getting like a big sugar crash. Yes. That's what people don't really realize is the sugar content in alcohol is probably mm-hmm. what's giving them. Like a um, fireball hangover? Have you had that? That makes me hangover. Well, well that's right antifreeze hangover because they put antifreeze in fireball. Um, um, oh, that's right. Pulling a fi- pulling fireball out of the freezer. Do you see how syrupy that thing is? You know what they say? Beer before liquor, never sicker. Liquor yes. before beer, never fear. Or as I say, shut up and drink. Shut the fuck up. It's all going in your stomach. It's going to digest. It's it's a concoction nonetheless, dude. It's actually a solution if I understand chemistry. Yes, dude, it's a solution. Uh, <laughs> it's not quite homogenous, and uh, because there, I don't know, I was just being a fucking nerd. You would know, you would know that joke better than I would. I have actually only read that joke. I don't actually understand it, but um, it makes smart people laugh, and that's why I say it. <laughs> hey, that's that's what you should do. That's honestly like half my lines are like yeah, I don't get it, but it makes someone laugh. Just learn the line and say it. Yeah, and it'll hit, dude. Like the other day, I was talking to somebody who's really big into musical theater. Uh-huh. And we were chatting, and uh, I told him, I was like, oh, you know what I was watching last night? I was watching Into the Woods uh, on Disney+. Plus. I got super excited. And he was like, uh, oh, my God. He's like, uh, And then he was telling a, a third person who's also big into musical theater, and like, Alex was watching a Sondheim musical. And they're like, oh, my God, really? Alex, you were watching a musical? What were Sondheim? you watching? And I was like, yeah. And it wasn't even my favorite Sondheim musical. And they're like, what? And I was like, yeah, I like Assassins. And they're like, holy shit, what? And I was oh, like, fuck. yeah, my favorite character is Lee Harvey Oswald. They're like, what the fuck? Alex, how do you know all this shit? And I was like... Because it's surprising. I know Sondheim. I know shit. People that don't know me, w- your origins and background in like performing arts, 
they wouldn't think that you're a thespian, right? No, never. Almost never. Yeah. I kind of like it too. Because you love the, you like that element of surprise, dude. I like assassin. They, you should have seen their faces, jaw on the floor, because they're like. <gasps> People think that I'm that I'm super knowledgeable with musicals, and I'm like not you know, bad into musicals. You know enough. I know enough, but like, and it's because I'm a singer, and yeah. so they're like, "Oh, I assume that you love musicals. I know this and that, and this and that." And then I have one of two choices: either pretend uh, that the I know what they're talking about, smile, smile and say, "Yeah, okay, yeah, no, 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 it's been a while." Like I remember. Remind watching. me again what the storyline is that. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. John Travolta, yes, and, uh, yes, 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 uh, yes. Michelle Pfeiffer in the that's second right, one. Got right. that one. <laughs> you yeah. just mix two movies together. <laughs> Grease one and Grease two. Um, I, you know, and the other thing that I forget is like even as a kid growing up, my parents used to take us to a live theater performance once a year since I was like five or six mm-hmm. up until I was a teenager, mid-teen. Uh, so I, I've seen that's incredible a lot. Yeah, and then my dad's into old old. Musical. My dad loves musicals, which is kind of like a crazy thing. If I wouldn't an- anticipate oh, that he would. Fiddler on the Roof is his favorite wow. like musical movie. Period. Um, yeah, so we grew up with a lot of that, and then like I don't really like watching musicals, but there are a few that I'll watch, and I, and I always see the art in it. I always see like what makes it a good musical, but I just like can't stand like a scene being like, "I love you, Sarah." Oh. And I love you, John. It takes it's me like, out sometimes, Fuck, dude. Can't you just talk about it? That's why, like, I like older musicals where they would have like scenes and then like singing and then scenes and then and then like a modern musical like Rent is like all singing, even the voicemail is a song, and it's like, fuck. I what do you it. think about that? It's too much. Singing, I can't. Bro. I can't do it. That being said, I do really like Rent. Yes, we you've <laughs> seen it a lot of times. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's great. I mean, but it's not my first choice, and especially since I have to. I get distracted because, like, now I'm listening to a song, but I'm also having to listen to the lyrics. Interesting. I have like a like a, a weird musical brain. I was where just gonna like, say your brain can't balance it. It's yeah. I want to focus on when I listen to a song, like on the radio, or if I find a new song, I'm focusing on one thing, uh, the first listen, and then on another thing, the second listen. So I'll be like, I gravitate mm. toward the melody because I'm a singer. And then my second yes. listen, I'll be listen to the lyrics, and I'll be like, oh, the melody's great, but these lyrics are shit. Yeah, sometimes or like sometimes you, it, that's very interesting because with a musical you don't get to replay it mm-hmm. you only get to hear it and see it once yes so what am i looking at am i looking at the dancing am i listening am i looking at the lights am i looking at the set am i looking at the there's a lot but you know what i think that's the beauty of musical theater the other be- the other beauty i find in live theater is this is the only time this performance is going to be seen it's right there for your eyes only and it's going it. to be different the next time they do it yeah it's going to be different the time they did it before this and like yeah. this is the only time you're going to see him do it like dude that. that's why i like improv yeah like improv learning to do improv deeper than just like doing it in high school and doing like full scenes and like doing uh, long form doing long form improv and like creating like some magic right there and then and seeing it in your scene partner's eyes like and both trying not to laugh is some of the most magical shit and it's it's like an inside joke. It's hard to ex- describe an improv scene if you sure. weren't there. You you sound stupid. But if you were there and like the audience is with you, everyone's in on the joke. That thing with the pineapple and people are like, oh, that fucking Man, pineapple. And the pineapple bro. and the and the, and the dachshund. Yeah, that was crazy. I didn't think they'd fit. Yeah. But they did. Um <laughs> Yeah, man, I think uh, I think it's great when people can take chance uh, on love and life and laughter. Yeah. Yeah, real things. Uh, hey, live, love, laugh. That's my that's my tagline. Are you gonna put that up in your future home? Honestly, I might put it up on this home. Honestly, speaking of home, yes. How much longer do I have to be a friend of yours before I get keys to this house? 
Uh, I could probably give you a key now. <laughs> I was thinking about that today when I was like sitting in the car and I was like, you know, I've known Kristen for a long time and like we have a lot of, but I was just like, what do I have to like sleep with you? Is that how I get a key to this house? It's no, like, that'll prevent any chances mm, of you getting shit. a key. Hiding keys because after I sleep with you, it might be so good. You might just try and sneak here at 2 a.m. and get a little <laughs> some summon. You'll be like, holy fuck, dude. Christian just blew my mind. Wow. I always joked about it, but did I expect that? No. Man, you up? Ropes. (laughs) You're texting me the the drooly emoji? Last night, bro, man. Star eyes. Star eyes, star eyes, star eyes. Yeah, I'm not giving you a key to the house in that. Hey, honestly, I get it now. You know what? Now I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but in all honesty... If we were to go to Home Depot and you pay for like the printing of the key, Fuck yeah, yeah, I'd give you a key. I'd, I'd give you a key to our house. We're getting new locks right now though because our house is being painted. So mm-hmm. I actually don't even have a key for the front door, which kind of scares me. Yeah, actually. you always do the garage thing, and then you do a Mission yeah. Impossible roll through the garage. Today I did the Mission Impossible roll, but even other days I've seen you do it before unnecessarily. No, when I leave, I have to do the Indiana Jones jump. Oh, because, because I have to jump the laser, the sensor. Yeah. But I like that you call it a laser. Well, yeah, it's a laser. For the longest period of time, I had to do that with me, uh, with my garage. Too. Yes, 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 yes. And that was difficult. And now you got rid of the sensor. Well, because I have I have that dog barricade in the garage downstairs. Yes. So and I have to press the garage door button, open the barricade, close it, and then <laughs> run over. It, it's legitimately the closest to being Indiana Jones that I can be. And I'm not. You've that never been on the ride then in Disneyland. I have been, dude. <laughs> then that's the closest you can be to Indiana Jones. I, d- I did that drunk one time. Ooh. And you know when the I snake comes at think you. We've done it drunk. Yeah, we've done everything drunk in Disneyland. I miss Disneyland, dude. You know Disney California Adventure yeah. is going to be opening in March. Yes, I know. To April. Had an opportunity to, to actually go. A friend of ours invited me to go with him, and uh, I. I respectfully declined i want to go very badly believe me. yes um but uh, i'm just not quite ready for that amount of people it's yeah it'll be lim- there are no rides that are going to be open which is also something that sucks yeah so unless i mean so just food and scenes which is good yeah. i would love that too but uh let me get on that roller coaster bro but it's like yeah let me a get lot on that of people want coaster. the ride let me get on that incredible coaster bro oh i haven't been on the incredible coaster yet i haven't been into the uh marvel Marvel Land is what you call it. I, nobody has. Cause oh, is it not open yet? It, it was. It was set to open during quarantine. Because they got rid of Tower of Terror for for Guardians. For Guard is they didn't get open? rid of it. They replaced it. That has been open for quite a while. Is it the same thing? It's essentially. It's still a drop ride, but um, the Guardians ride is incredible. It's impeccable. Uh-huh. It's really fun. And I'm saying that as a as a man who rode Tower of Terror the last week that it was open. Like, uh-huh. I went to Disneyland for that to ride it one last time. And, like, I got the pin that was, like, great. one last ride. Like, great. that's how much I love Tower of Terror. And Guardians of the Galaxy, equally as great. Wow. Just I'm, a different thing. I miss Rod Sterling. I miss the Twilight Zone bit. But, like, honestly, Twilight Zone doesn't mean shit to these kids. No. Generations have moved on, for sure. dude. But the Guardians of the Galaxy, that sells. Banger. That's and, and like, banger. when I was there last time, they had all these, like, uh, construction walls up. And it was, like, Stark Industries. Stark Industries. Oh, that's so cool. It was so cool. I still want to get into Millennium Falcon. Oh, that is also really fun. And to be cool. the pilot, I got to fly it. it. Yeah, 
See, that Ooh. sounds so... Got to go to the bar that they have there. Got to have a Star Wars drink. Bro. Oh, like the blue milk? I had the Kessel Run uh, chase or whatever. Yeah, man. What is what is all that stuff? It what is like the blue milk? Market. The blue milk I didn't have I, uh, because um, I had the green milk. I, I didn't really want to drink that. I wanted to drink the alcohol in the bar. So I had the like the fizzy drink, the Bespin Fizz. Okay. And I had like the, the fuel, the Kessel Run fuel, which was like a Maker's Mark and yada yada. And then the other one was... And they put in cool like apparatuses? There was one though that like numbs your lips. I think it was the Bespin uh freeze or the best the one it sounds that, like a kava root it was interesting because you drink That's it and it weird. numbs your mouth dude it was weird what? the last because i've have you tried kava before uh, i've had kava from spain right the the bubbly wine it's like a no not the, not the wine it's like a root and there are some oh, kava bars and it's not a food oh, they mix it into uh this drink and you're supposed to have it with a, a pineapple spear. It's that that's like it complements each other. Uh, Melissa and I did it while I was in Davis one time. There was a kava bar there, and it's the weirdest. I didn't like it, and huh. like there, the music was kind of. It was like trippy. You feel kind of your mouth gets numb because it's Spanish. Kava is Spanish, right? I think so. It has to be. I know. I, don't ca- know. I know the kava wine in, from Spain is a like a light, bubbly, kind of close to a rosé. Um, we'll have a wine expert on in a couple of weeks. Yeah, um, but. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I would like to try. I'm super interested in trying ethnic drinks, right? People who yeah. are like rice wine from Japan, or I, actually, I had a really weird like rice liqueur from China uh, that was maybe actually gasoline. Um, but so you, you didn't know, like it. It was. It's you know, it went in Rome. You just want to try it once and like okay, make your decision there. And I'll then. try anything twice. Uh huh. Twice? Yeah, why not? You do it twice? I'll try it twice. That, I've never hear people say that. I hear, I'll try it once. I'll try everything once. I'll try everything twice. What's the second time for? It's like, I mean, maybe I did it wrong the first time. Oh. You know? Open-minded. I try to be. New Alex is open-minded. Uh, I've always tried things. Even closed-minded Alex would still try it twice. Twice? Really? But you're not changing my mind. I just want two of them. Oh, <laughs> that's, the, that's the tricky part. Uh, dude, uh, I wanted to tell you about this crazy fucking dream that I had this morning i had a great dream yes tell me yours because mine's very short i had a great dream completely thought out a full feature film movie woke up forgot it all oh dude you should have it was the best movie plot i've ever seen in my life and i woke up forgot it all have a journal right next to your bed i was gonna write it down it was gone the second i opened my eyes oh shouldn't have opened your eyes so your dream uh my dream was like (laughs) yeah writing your journal (laughs) dude if you could figure it out figure it out um my dream was scary as shit Mm. so i woke up as not me as a completely different person. And I Ooh, knew that know? I... No, I didn't know. I lived with two two girls, and they weren't super fond of me. I had just... My, the, per, the body that I was living in, I had just moved into this apartment with these two girls that weren't too fond of me, and I knew the entire time, I'm like, this is not me. This is not my life. I'm supposed to be Christian Baltazar, and I don't know who the fuck I am. And I'm like, in this apartment, I'm looking at like photos of me. I can't remember the face of whoever the fuck I am. I've looked in the mirror. I was not me. And I kept on trying to wake up, and I kept on trying to wake up. And for some reason, in my mind, I was convinced that I was a ghost of someone. And this is someone's past life, and I have to make amends in this dream or else I will never return to being Christian Baltazar. And I was so sad, and I was freaking the fuck out. And I was like, oh shit, I'm never going to see my parents, I'm never going to see my friends ever again. I don't know who this person is, and I don't like their life. And I didn't know what to do, and this, it felt like hours. 
what hours. The, dude, I think you tapped into a different dimension. I think so, like, man. I'm, like, I'm 100% confident that I think you tapped into a separate reality yeah. or at least a past life. Was it this timeline? Were you in this current age or was it a different timeline? It was this current age. It was like modern times. Like, it was in the past, but not like 2021, it felt. Okay. But it did feel like some, it was someone else's life and it was so vivid and so real. And I remember my interactions with my roommates. Uh, and it's, Did you recognize them at all? Or were these completely, you just don't know who these people are? One of them, it was weird. I think. It was like a mix of two people you know? No, 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 no. I, I recognized one of them. One of them was like uh, someone who's on a podcast. It's, uh, it's this girl named Kat from the Fighter and the Kid podcast and from the King and the Sting podcast. But I don't think it was actually her. I have this, I was talking with a friend and she said sometimes your mind in dreams, since the people that are in your dreams can only have the faces of people that you've passed by yeah. or seen. So if this person is in your dream is representative of someone that you're familiar with, mm -hmm. then your They'll mind will put, swap Yeah, it. for sure. I believe that for sure. And I also think it's interesting in dreams, like um, you can't dream something that you've never seen, right? Yeah. So like you can't dream about skydiving because you've never done it right yeah you can think you might know what it's like but but that's why like eventually you, the dream stops because you don't actually understand the yeah the, the what it is um or that's why like when you have dreams in familiar places like i could have a dream that takes place in this studio mm -hmm. but since my mind is not capable of remembering every small detail all at once while i'm dreaming it'll suddenly, be like, like that wall's way open and like there's a whole that's how i see stuff yeah it'll be a manipulated version yeah. of that location i had a crazy crazy realistic dream where i had where i was still in high school and it was like oh. our high school but like times two so like where the stairs went up on the second level there was another set of stairs like like Inception, when they like fold it open Ugh. and like there's another level. Yeah. That's what it was. And I was like walking into a class, Mr. Bowles' class. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting there and like sitting for the whole lesson. When I woke up, I thought I was late for school. Like, mm -hmm. have you ever had those dreams that are so believable that where you like, you wake up and you're like, fuck, I got to get to school. Like, I, minutes. I had to like calm myself down for about five, 10 minutes. And be like, no, that was completely a dream. Like, was it, was it a dream? Like, yes, that was a dream. That mm -hmm. was not real. Mm -hmm. I'm 28 years old. Like, I'm, that's not real. Yeah. It's weird. Yes. It's built. It built up the anxiety. It was so real. You thought it was your current reality. Yeah, you were there. People like, like I know are there. Um, and then a couple of times I've had dreams where like I see a stranger that like I only saw when, when I was bartending. I used to get that all the time. Somebody who was in my restaurant that night, I would have a dream a couple of days later, a week later, that person would show up and be just like somebody on the street. So like I can remember faces of of crowds in my dreams, and it's because my brain is like I think storing all the random ass faces that I was seeing at the time. Because when I was running the bar, I'd see a thousand people a day easily. Uh -huh. and my brain was just storing those faces. You have a library of faces, and like it might when you picture them, it might not be their exact face, but it's the traits it of what like you remember. This That's why I'm always like, you know who that looks like. That looks like yeah. Dave Bautista. That's like, I'm always playing that game because that used to be me and my brother's favorite game. Um, but also like my brain's always associating people with somebody that I know, somebody that I care for. Uh-huh. Oh, um, that's interesting. When you first started telling me the story that you looked in the mirror and saw that you were a different person. It freaks me out. Okay, yeah. That reminded me of the Justice League episode where Lex Luthor switches bodies with the Flash. Uh-huh. And he doesn't know, he knows he's going to switch into the body of somebody in the Justice League, but he, he's hoping he's going to turn into Superman or something. He turns into the Flash and he's like, damn it, I didn't, I didn't expect this. He's like, well... At least I can figure out who the Flash's secret identity is. So he pulls off the Flash's mask and he uh -huh. looks in the mirror and he goes, I don't know who this man is. <laughs> what a letdown. What a, oh, it's just a stranger. Okay. It's just like, because of course, Wally West would have never met Lex Luthor. Like there's no, no point. At no point would have they ever crossed that. So like for him to be like, all right, well, at least I'll know his secret identity. And he pulls off the mask. He's like, 
Hmm. I love how accurate that is. Right. I love like, that. That makes sense. That the makes sense. The smartest man in the world, like, it can still be stumped. Oh, like, that's so fucking funny, oh, dude. Man. I love comic books. Have you seen, it's creepy, and I don't want to, like, scare you again, but, like, pictures of people, uh, this picture of a man, it says, like, have you seen me in your dreams? And it's, like, this dude with, like, thick eyebrows. And it's, like, people have reported that they all have seen this man in their dreams. And it's... It's it's a scary coincidence, you know. Is it just like a such a vague? It's like a mug-looking face that like we all recognize it. It's no, I think it's actually pretty distinct. Really? Do you want me to try to find it? Um, maybe after the show. I don't want to lose my shit in the like. Yeah, I, I have. I'm actually getting a little goosebumps. Um, that that I, my family, uh, my my dad's brothers and his mom and and a lot of my cousins, uh, they suffer from a disease called Marfan syndrome, which is a, a pretty. Uh, intense degenerative disease and we can track it or we think we can track it to this one great 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 uncle who was from denmark or sweden came to indonesia or thailand that's that's where the disease came because it's a iconically european disease so my dad's family from indonesia having it is weird um anyways that one relative that we have who we thought brought the disease into the bloodline there was only ever one photo of him and my my aunt supa had it and for years she, we were going through she has boxes and boxes of photos for for months me and my cousin jeff and her were going through photos looking at everything just to see what we had and she was swearing to us there's a photo of him there's a photo of him. i think his name was was hunter and there's, there's a photo of hunter he's the one who brought it in he's the one who brought it into the family she goes she goes but i bet you that picture is hiding because he doesn't want to be seen because we know it's him who brought this Oh, curse onto the family like a shameful that's thing. what she swore years and years and years and years and years we never found that photo whoa Three months ago, I'm flipping through a comic book in my room, and this photo falls out of a man who I have never seen in my life. He's wearing sunglasses. He has a kind of like an undercut. His hair slicked back, button-up shirt, shorts, knee-high socks. And I, I look at this guy, and I think to myself, fuck, this guy looks like me. Mm-hmm. Those are all traits that are addictive of you. I go to my mom and go, Mom, do you know who this person is? She goes, I've never seen this photo before in my life. And I go, Dad, do you know who this person is? My dad looks at it and he's looking at it for a long time and he goes, I think that's Hunter. Wow. I had the photo. You had the photo? I had the photo. Because it was in your comic book. It was in a comic book, dude. I, I, it was like a bookmark. It just fell out one day. I was literally just pulled it off my shelf one day. I wasn't even going to read it. I just pulled it off and was flipping through it for whatever reason. Boom, this photo fell out into my lap. But you don't recall ever seeing it when you were a kid? Never. Well, and this comic book I got, it's not, I mean, <laughs> wow. I have no explanation for it. This photo just appeared. What did you do with the photo? You guys are just It's in my room. On I have it in my right above my computer. I look at it a lot. Man. And so he was the first one to have that disease. We think. And, and so. he looks like me, dude. Really? He's the I mean, glasses, sunglasses, the hair, undercut. the face, like his face, the way he's standing, like a button up. Yeah, dude, he looks like me. That was trippy. I mean, how did you feel when you first saw it? Were you like kind of freaking out? Yeah, I mean, I was kind of scared because and you know what? Initially, when I saw it, like when I when it fell on my lap and I picked it up and flipped it over right as I was flipping it over, for some reason, I was like, this is it. Mm-hmm. Like, I just thought you knew that was a sentence in my head. This is it. Boom. And it was. And it. I was like. What I didn't know what it was, but you knew that it was something important. But I knew this was it. Oh shit, that's insane to me, man. I'll show you that photo. It's it's in my no, it's yeah. In my room. Please it's, please show me. It, and it's old, dude. It's gray. Parts of it are like torn off. It's like it's it's an old photo. It's very clearly from like 
the thirties, the forties. Really like it's old. an old ass phone. And it's not like losing any of its, it's not, I mean, it's deteriorating a little bit, but it's not really like losing any of its image. It's not, the person who had it didn't leave it in the sun. You know, sometimes photos like can bleach out. Yeah. And they're like a little distorted and the colors no, are manipulated. It's, I mean, it's brownish amber, but that's how film was back in the day. It's well, I like, think that it's good that you found that because I mean, I understand where if, if the reasoning as to why there are such limited photos of him it's due to the shame of like bringing this disease to the family i think line. supa just thinks that i think she quantifies things uh, she, she's one of that's the last reason. buddhists in our family uh-huh. and so everything has a you know a fate reason that's all been laid down thousands of years ago rather than just like i don't know rather than just us misplacing a photo which it really could be <laughs> which that. is like you know what i mean yeah it's always the simplest as a person who does magic it's always the simplest answer yeah but we like to believe but like we are humans we like to speculate yeah. and like over speculate and then make our own decision like no no that's a Loch Ness monster. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes I like to have like the simplest answers to to like scary things that have occurred so that I don't scare myself into sure, thinking sure. there's like a ghost around. Sure. Oh, that was just a, a branch falling. Yeah. Uh, like one time um I my brother and I were driving back home for like this was years ago, driving back home from getting food here in Benicia and we were down this road right here and out of nowhere the radio turns all the way up to like a certain number and we're like what the fuck? And then goes all the way back down. Do you have an explanation for that? No, but I did have uh, a sound bar connected to our television that did that for months. For a long time? We threw it away. We got a new one got rid of it. Well, did it scare the shit out of you? Uh, because it got so loud, it hurt my ears. It's but just a hassle, It got too. annoying after a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just chalked it up to a malfunction of the sound bar. But the that's technology. interesting that you bring it up as like a paranormal thing. I don't I want about to it like that at all. My this is what I'm saying. My simple answer mm-hmm. is saying that oh, we must have like hit a bump or like a pothole in the road and sure. it, like fucked with uh his his uh, wires get bar. crossed all the time. Something like that. Um, or but the 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 scary answer is like what if because a family member had just passed recently and so I mean obviously my brain connects two sure, sure. and uh, two events and associates them with each well, other. Your brain would associate them if it made sense. Yeah. Um, you know, I was talking about this to somebody the other day. Um, I'm now at the point where it's not that I don't believe in that stuff. I just don't think we understand it yet. Yeah. And here's my reasoning for it twofold. So bear with me. Um, it is said that when the Spaniards first came to Americas and the native Americans saw their ships, they could not understand what they were looking at. Because they had never fathomed a boat that big. They knew what canoes were. They knew what boats were. They understood the idea of floating. But they had never seen ships the size of the Spanish Armada. Mm -hmm. Then, when they got off the ship, Cortez was riding a horse. A horse is something that's not in the Americas. Again, something they've never seen before. They thought he was a god. They thought he was a man-beast animal. Oops. They thought he was a man-beast animal that they had been praying to for generations. They could not fathom. They said that the Native Americans walked right up to the ships, put their hands on the ships, and still couldn't understand what they were. Mm-hmm. Equivalent to if we were to see a UFO. That's exactly what I was going to bring up. It's read my so advanced mind. that we wouldn't even be able to understand. We'd have to quantify it as something that we don't get because it's just one of those things that we haven't understood yet. Mm-hmm. My second part of this thing is the idea of UV rays. UV rays are something that have been 
coming out of the sun since the creation, since the sun started. UV rays are basking humans in life. They've been changing the, the photo. They've been changing Earth constantly. They burn things. They save things. They give us skin cancer. They give us tans. They give us freckles. They make some people black. They make some people white. And we didn't know what UV rays were until about 60 years ago when we created a camera that could actually see them. Mm-hmm. So for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, for millennia, UV rays were all over us, all around us, all in us. And we didn't know what the fuck it was Mm -hmm. until we had a camera that could see it. How many other things are going around us right now that we don't have a camera to see? Infinite. Infinite, dude. Because we are so small in this big, big universe. And it's already incredible that we as a society are this technologically advanced and it's only progressed at an exponential rate. Yeah, in but the last what, couple of years. Yeah, but what's going to happen beyond our lifetime, man? You know, I think it's crazy that since World War II, we've had pretty much every technological advance that we could have imagined in less than 100 years. Mm-hmm. We've gone from rudimentary computers to Apple Watches and smartphones. We've gone from telegrams to the internet in less than 100 years. We created Quick. the airplane and landed on the moon in less than 100 years. Technology is moving so fast now, we really can't control it. Mm-hmm. So who knows? what we're going to see, yeah. right? That's why I kind of feel like people who don't like the vaccine because it, it is too fast, it's too new, which is an understandable, that might be the only understandable thing I have for like not getting the vaccine. Mm-hmm. But my response to that is like, but that's how technology works. Yeah. If you're saying you don't trust cars because Henry Ford used to take three days to make a car, a car and now Tesla makes it in 12 hours, I don't trust that car because it's made too fast. That doesn't make sense. Technology uh, and minds and humans have progressed. We can do things faster and smarter now. Um, not to make not to spin it into a weird direction but that's that's my point is technology is moving so fast well it all comes back to how you started this we're all afraid of things that we don't know that we don't understand how is it that we're trying to quantify it and we don't know how how is it that a vaccine was created within this period of time you know passing all these trials within such a short amount of time but it's because we had collected information from like uh, related and associated uh viruses right yeah um, there's an answer to it and we're not going to find out until like it happens. Like to you, your own, if you don't want to get it, we're not going to find it. it out in this podcast. <laughs> Fuck. Right. I Let's thought that's why we were up. doing this <laughs> to solve earth's problems that's right us. now. That's what this podcast is about. It can't be that bad is about earth, earth, the universe, death Society? and life. Yeah. Mm. If you came here for a, po- a comedy podcast, oh yeah, that'll be on Thursday. We're smart people. Your life. I'm death. You're white. I'm dark. Mm-hmm. You're light. I'm shadow. Yeah, between you and I, there is constantly a paradigm shift. Our dynamics are always shifting. Paradigm is such a great word. I love it, too. I love it so much. And it, it, it says so much. If you don't know what it is at home. Look it up because it's an SAT word. Yeah. Um, should we do an improv scene? I, yeah, let's do an improv scene. And man. then we'll just like, we'll, we'll, we'll say welcome, welcome, welcome. And you can just add it to the <laughs> beginning. Um, right? You can edit that. Yeah, mark, yeah, mark, yeah. mark this. This will be the actual, you just cut this part out yes. and put this in the beginning. Yes. And fuck them. It'll be, it'll be easy. Yeah, fuck them. Um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, highly irrelevant. This is it, man. They're coming out. Stand your ground. Zip, dop, blip, boop, foot dip, zip. Put that in the computer. What's he saying? Zip. Um, the man that is standing next to Sergeant Middleton has a device. When he presses the de- device, it translates everything that this foreign entity, that this foreign entity is saying. Bleep, blop, boop. 
Hello, Earthling. My name is Zavador 3.4. Okay, so they use numbers. Here is what I believe you call what the fuck is that? a triangle. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Put your guns down. They clearly have technology we don't have. <laughs> this is what you call... Whoa. He's like Doctor Strange. This, I believe, you call... <gasps> oh my god, that's a hot dog. There you go. Men... I don't know about you, but I've found my new god. Cut to two days later, uh, Sergeant Middleton and uh, Zovador 3.415 are in uh, the army tent discussing matters. I'll be honest. When we got your radio transmission that you were coming to Earth, I was preparing for a war. You were. But just to find out that you guys are here to have sex with our women and eat our food honestly i'm okay with that we are a peaceful species yes 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 on the planet xavion six that's our planet we just like to indulge in all of the pleasures sex we are an overpopulated i could get down with that planet do you guys have space for one more on the ride home yeah we do if you want to come Cut with. to the spaceship ride back to <laughs> that planet thing you said you guys don't have seatbelts on these chairs right so what am um, i just gonna it's gonna be a lot of g's right when we take off should i be scared fuck a seatbelt do know i what, need a space helmet you know what they say about seatbelts what gangsters don't wear seatbelts god damn it i didn't know you guys got into my hbo account <laughs> now do you want to hear what type of what's the word for it boop, 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 music we have on xavion oh, six i honestly I had just prepared myself for a lifetime of never hearing music again, so please, have at it. I would love to hear music All one right. more time. Check this banger out. Mm, I love that you know our, our slang. Cold 45 and two zigzags. Baby, that's all we need. I'm we sorry, can, can you pause go. for just one second? Zigzag, did you say that um, you guys have been getting only specific radio waves from Earth for about 100 years, and this is what you guys have been getting? Yes. Cold 45 and... Afro Man is our idol here. I thought that statue looked familiar. Do you remember in 2025 mm. when Afro Man suspiciously disappeared from Earth? Yeah, everybody said that he was on the island with Biggie Smalls and Tupac or he faked his death or something. We took him. Did you guys take Elvis too? We took Elvis? I fucking knew it. Say it, we probably took them. List them. Uh, John F. Kennedy. Took him. Abraham Lincoln. Talk him. Napoleon Bonaparte. Well, no, he had uh, little man syndrome. Jesus Christ. Hey, he was an interesting one. <gasps> uh, so he, he was real. did die on Earth. Oh. But afterwards, he came to Xavion <gasps> as an extra, you know, supernatural being. Interesting. And hung out with us. My question is, wasn't he supposed to come back to Earth and save us? Why is he on your planet? Well, the alcohol that we have here... Fox people up. Well, let me get a cup of that and let's get going. All right. You like Afro Man? I fucking love Afro Man. This was the best decision <laughs> of my life. All right, cut to uh, the club scene on Xavion 6. All right. Oh. Sergeant Middleton, I'd like you to meet 
the finest of the female species that we have here on Xavion 6. This is six six. This is Procly, and that is Ferocia. Ladies, this is Sergeant Middleton. At your service, U.S. Navy Department C. Ah, ladies, would you like to party with Sergeant Middleton? Party? What did you just have there, good sir? You enjoying your time on Xavion 6? This is something that the waitress brought over. They call it Xanthium? Oh, that shit'll fuck you up, motherfucker. I did a key bump, and it's killing me. Well, since we don't have noses, we inject this straight into, what's the word? Boop, 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 boop. Our assholes. Whoa. So I've been snorting it, though. Is that the wrong way of As long... It, I hear that that... What's the word? Boop, 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 boop. Fucks you up harder. I love the, the zing-zong to slang transmitter that you have here. It's an incredible invention that will help... Our societies get so much. You want to try it on your end? Everything that you say in what is your language? American. American. You could translate it into bleep bloop. Our language here on Xavion. I thought you spoke zig zoop. Bleep bloop. I'm sorry. You're right. Beep beep boop boop. Um, Different dialects here. I, what if I wanted to say, um, "Where's the bathroom?" Beep boop boop boop. Bitch clock. Yes, but bitch clock. Is the word for where's the bathroom? And it's over there down the hallway to the right. Thank you. Scene. <laughs> Man, I, I want to write that. Xavion <laughs> 6 is fucking dope, dude. It sounds like um, like one of those plans that's in like a teenage young adult novel where they're like, Zigzag came down to earth and he wanted <laughs> to learn what it's like to be a teen. It sounds like a... Um, like another Rick and Morty spinoff. Yeah, oh, for type sure. Of thing. That's a, plus, yeah, that's what I was trying to channel. And I was like, oh, what's the thing that, that would happen right to Rick and you. Morty? Like, oh, of course the aliens just want to get fucked up, right? And they're going to bring, like, someone that's like Rick Ooh. over to their planet. Oh, that was really fun. That was fun. That was good stuff. I'm glad that you understood where I was coming from with doing all the uh, the spaceship noises. And like, uh, It was pretty simple. Oh, really? I mean, I got it. I, I've heard a spaceship noise... Millions of times. Have you ever had an alien encounter or like think that you've seen a UFO? Um, actually, I've seen I've seen two, but only one that I can confer because both me and my mom saw it. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. What's What's the um, instance? We were in our living room, and I was laying down on the couch, and my mom was sitting, and I was looking out the window, and there was this like string of lights that started like going. Like in a, in a pattern, like you know the side of a blimp, how it has words going this way. Yeah, it was like that, but on the bottom, right? Okay. And it was going in a nonsensical pattern, and I'm looking at it for about a minute, and I go, "What is that?" And my mom looks out the window, and she kind of stops for a minute, and she goes, "I don't, I don't know." And and my dad was sitting there too. He goes, "Oh, it's nothing. It's probably an airplane." Didn't even look. Didn't even look up from whatever he was doing. Mm -hmm. We go outside, and it's this huge black ship with lights on the bottom and lights around it and it makes like a soft bank and turns and it goes around this um, water plant that we have at the top of this hill over here from where i live it went behind the hill and then it never came out on the other side oh fuck. and i called our friend george uh-huh <gasps> i called him immediately and he came up to the house we got in his truck and we drove around to try and find it and we couldn't find anything of it 
But me and my mom still talk about that. We saw those lights. It was insane. The only thing I can, it, it, the closest thing I can say what it is, is a blimp flying sideways. Hmm. That's the simple answer. That's the simple answer. But that doesn't make, that makes less sense than me saying it's an alien. Yes. That's because if it disappeared after going behind that hill, where the fuck could it have gone? It didn't just like park. And my mom saw it. So it wasn't yeah. just me who saw it. And mm-hmm. this was before I was still like, I think a freshman, maybe at the oldest. Yeah. Like I was not, oh, well, I knew George. So I must have been maybe a sophomore then or a junior. No, sophomore. I think I was a sophomore. But your so, frontal lobe was fully developed and you know what you saw. <laughs> partially as a teenage boy. But yeah. yeah, but I know what I saw and I know what my mom saw or she knows what she saw. And do you remember going down Lake Herman Road? And with um, Greg? Yeah. Yes, Shout I do. Shout out Greg Sungad. We saw the... The smoke? The like greenish smoke. We were driving in his car. That was... I remember we were driving because I got... I was sitting in the front seat for some reason. And we were zipping down Lake Herman Road. And there was like smoke in the middle of the road. And he like stepped on the gas to like, make the smoke, you know, woof, go over the car. Yeah. It went into the car, went into the cabin, and then flew out of the back. And me and Greg just like looked at each other. And he looked at me and I was like... And he goes, did you see that? And I go, yeah. And then you you were in the back and you're like, what what was that? And we're like, we all kind of like just didn't say anything for a minute. And then we was like, we got to get the fuck well, out of here. Because it was like, obviously, it's Lake Herman Road. And Lake Herman Road is scary Notorious. as hell. Well, the first Zodiac murder was on Lake Herman Road. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's like midnight, maybe. It's like, it's it pretty, pretty late. late. And we were out there because wasn't Greg doing donuts? Did yeah, he, so like, he just got a new transmission or something? He got like a new car. I forget what car he had at the time. It was the Fit? He got a... It was a car that he had, but he got something new, like put it like a new transmission or new tires. So that he could do donuts. Something. And we were just being teenagers. We're like, of course we want to be in like our homies car to like do some donuts. Yeah. And then that sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It actually is. We're just a fun. We're just a bunch of clueless kids doing donuts. We see green smoke. And then the I don't green know. Green smoke, dude. I forgot about the green smoke. And it's freaky. And that's that's an instance where if you have like multiple people witnesses yeah it's someone to validate you that's like the time and it's not supernatural or paranormal but it's like the time me and otis saw that guy with a gun have we ever told you that story no you guys saw a dude with a gun one time we were driving um and we had just gotten on the freeway here on second street and you know right before you get to the bridge there's now three lanes yeah and the third lane goes off around on an overpass to a different freeway yes we're driving this car pulls up next to us right otis is in the passenger seat i'm in the driver's seat we kind of like look over at the car like this. We look back up and then I go, did that guy have a gun? And Otis goes, I was just thinking that like, seriously, we look over and this dude was like unloading it or something um, and doing something weird with it. And like, we both literally like both looked, went back to the front and then like had like a half a second of like, that was a gun. And like, I literally was like, did that guy have a gun? And Otis was like, yeah, that guy had a gun. And we're like, oh, fuck. And like, he got in that third lane and drove away towards like Fairfield. We found out later that the bank in Rayleigh's had just been robbed. What? And so we think that that was probably the guy because that bank always gets robbed because it's right by the freeway. Mm-hmm. He probably robbed them, hopped on the freeway. We just happened to be in the fast lane when he was getting onto the, getting onto the freeway. He's, un, he's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, I, me and Otis talking Connecting about Connecting the always. dots, that makes sense. Yeah. Because, and at the time we are both like, what the fuck was that? Like, did, I mean, it probably wasn't a gun. It probably, like, we probably just seen things. It was probably his phone or something. And then, like, when we found out, a couple days later, Otis called me. He goes, you know the day we were, you saw that guy? And I was like, yeah. He goes, Rayleigh's got robbed that day. The bank got robbed that day. And I was like, dude, that was him. What a big coincidence, dude. And the craziest part, I still think the craziest part was, like, you know, like, when you pass a car, you're like, look at the car that you're passing. You don't really think of much course. of it. Like, just, it's, you don't even clock what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. 
until you're past them and then you're thinking about it you're like wait wait a minute it just it's a it's an after it hits you afterwards like oh what the fuck it hit us both at the same time we both had that like kick of adrenaline have you ever have you ever had a you've never had a gun pointed at you no I've, I've had it. Am gun. I the weird guy here? I've, no, I've never, no, and I never I want a, a lot gun of people can. It's very scary. You had I, a gun pointed at you? I had a gun pointed at, at me in jest from an asshole because he was being a douche, and that's scarier than when I had a cop point a gun at me because he was breaking up a fight. Because at least I knew, that I, I hoped that the cop wasn't going to shoot us. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have like an asshole pointing a gun at you, that's how accidents happen, you and I was not know. happy when that happened. Um, and that guy got punched him in the mouth. Uh, I can't punch a cop in the mouth. Also, um, when the cop showed up, it was, he, you know, he didn't know what was happening. There was four guys fighting. Wait, this is the same day? No, different way different way different way different one i was uh, at a dude's house buying um something and uh the other one was after work one of my cooks got in a fight with some dude in the garage in the Uh parking garage so i was running over to go help him and then his friend jumped in so now it's like a brawl and then the cops came and they didn't know what happened so they draw on us and make us all and make everyone sit down until they can figure out what's happening so that one i think was justified i don't blame the police officer for that um dude well i'm glad you're safe because that's scary shit that i didn't even know about you i'd never i know that you've gone to like bar brawls yeah. and like you've gone into fights before garage parking lot yeah I've been yeah but like i never knew anything like in, there were firearms involved well i mean it's a cop i mean it's not like one of them pulled out a firearm well you said the douche from the other oh uh, uh, well yeah. yeah when we were yeah yeah well because he's you know he's an asshole. some yeah. people just try to flash Shitty white guy. yeah and it was a brand new gun that's why I've he was seen showing too it off many crime dramas where someone accidentally gets shot Oh yeah, because they're like and credits. Then, you ever see a guy who? Well, what? Oh, <laughs> you ever see like maybe not? I was at a party one time in Valerian. This dude like just just got a gun because he's doing like clack clack clack, making it really loud, making it really uh-huh. wants everybody to look at him to see that he's got a gun. And it's just like I remember he's sitting there being like, oh, "That guy's gonna shoot himself." Like that guy because he's not being smart about it. Yeah, like he's, he's being gonna dumb hurt about himself. it. He's gonna hurt himself or worse, hurt somebody around him. And it's like mm-hmm. that's the reason why. That's the reason why liberals hate guns because of idiots like him. Don't ever give me a gun. I think I'd be too sloppy, too scared to ever use it. Unless it's a zombie apocalypse, don't ever give me a gun. You need three things if you're going to hold a firearm. You need to be prepared, you need to be trained, and you need to be ready. Yes, I want to be like you educated be and smart about it. You got to all three of those it. things. Not two, not one, all three. But like, I'm the type of person that would probably, like, in a comedic fashion, probably drop the gun on accident and it shoots me in the ankle. That that dropping a gun doesn't um, make it go off usually. A lot of like guns have been built now with that intention it's been a long time since probably like the midwest like the, the wild wild west times that you could drop a gun and it would go and off would go. yeah generally guns don't go off when you drop them that being said uh my favorite gun the six hour p226 uh-huh. which is the given firearm to all of the military in america went through millions and millions of tests one of the tests when they almost didn't buy this gun was because if you dropped it at a certain angle it would go off but the angle that it was dropped and the way it was falling it's it's an unfathomable way of falling like they purposely made it fall so it would shoot yeah um but that being said does not mean it couldn't happen it just generally doesn't happen so you're telling me i could get a gun throw it on the ground and be like y'all are safe you generally yeah you could be i mean i wouldn't suggest it that's, know, all, that's also a mistreatment of guns um <laughs> and probably how people get hurt yes. but if you were in a zombie apocalypse and you drop your gun you shouldn't be afraid that it's going to go off and kill you. Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay, because... That's what I'm trying to say. I'm movies, not trying to say too many throw movies. a gun over your shoulder I know. and it goes off and you're like, oh, don't need this anymore. <laughs> it's just a silly part of it. I don't know what Ooh, situation so I'd be in. It's like the same... Now that I know the value of nice microphones, and I've always known like you know the value of microphones sure. from using them in live performance, that when someone does a mic drop, I'm, go- I'm going up on stage <sighs> and you're, you're catching these knuckles, dude. I will... If the, I've... 
that might be the time where I punch a stranger. We've talked about it in an That's episode. That's the moment. I, I will punch someone giving a speech. When we own our comedy club and some asshole thinks he's killing his set and drops the mic. Yeah, I'm like, hey, fucker, you're paying for that. I got your money right here. Come here. Boom. In front of everyone. Yeah. And yeah. then when he gets up to fight you, then I'll step in and kill him. There we go. It'll be uh, a, a badass that part we'll have to bleep because we won't get away. We won't. We won't be able to plead self defense if they hear this. If so. they, yeah, this is evidence. That part's got to be bleeped. Um, um, you got to be my bodyguard if I if I ever like have to if I ever become like a, a singer and the uh, and that happens, which would be weird because honestly, you should be. You have the more bodyguard body. Mm-hmm. Uh, Otis, I told Otis when I get famous, I'd like for him to be my bodyguard because he's trained with firearms and but he's got bad knees now. Oh, so I don't yes. know if I want somebody with bad knees protecting me. Well, you know what the answer for that is? The Professor Xavier wheelchair. You get real fast. Oof, I don't want to be an asshole, but I also don't want Professor Xavier to defend me either. You don't want them to just get... I'm six foot three. There's at least four feet of stuff that he's not going to be able to cover. You know what I mean? And it's all the vitals. It's my heart, my head. Professor X, get up! I'm, you know what I mean? He's almost shooting at me. So, honestly, honestly, you know who I've always wanted to be my bodyguard? Who? Friend of the show. Patrick Dunn. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. He works it. He's got the body. He's scary looking. Mm-hmm. And I'm a good friend with him. He, we had a good connection. He's he's the person who I'd want to be like my driver or my bodyguard or like my, my plus one if I become famous. Yes. Okay. Him. Okay. We're going to have... These are the people. If this podcast In our entourage. takes off. Yeah. Our entourage will be Patrick Dunn and Otis Parker for sure. They, they will be the, uh, the head of security for yeah. us. Well, uh, and I don't know if, uh, you know... Um, I think only one of them can legally hold a gun, so we'll probably make sure that that's a thing. Okay, we could give uh, Patrick uh, uh, a... Just have Otis hand it to him. A bat with nails. Yeah, just like, <laughs> Otis has to carry it because he has the license, but Patrick's the one who has to do the shooting. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> he fits the part, you know what I mean? Patrick He's scary looks looking. like every character in Sons of Anarchy. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and and Otis has the training to own a gun. Otis looks like every character in Moana. Like, it's like when 50 Cent, uh, like when Giuna was going around, there was like one dude who was like an ex-cop just so he could carry a gun in the clubs. Like they wanted that guy there. Dude, 50 Cent got act- legitimately shot 50 times, right? Something like that? No, he got shot six times. Nah, roundup. Yeah. <laughs> well, a real big roundup, but yeah. Um, yeah, but totally, dude. I mean, you know, you gotta... You gotta it's Keep fun, the kitty in the back. It's fun fantasizing about like the entourage that we could potentially have. I just want to roll deep with some homies. I've seen like uh, when I was watching that Kevin Hart documentary, and he'd just the, he'd take a private jet with his best friends to and like then, wherever like, the get fuck. Get in a fight with his with his fitness instructor because they were gambling, and he took something personal. And oh yeah, I'm kind of I'm, I'm that I'm, documentary got a little yeah a little deep. I'm kind of like I kind of I liked Kevin Hart when I didn't know him as well. Mm, but now that we get to now that I know, now the curtain's been pulled back a little bit too much for me. But isn't that, we were talking at the beginning of the episode, we like to see to the human up. flaws in some of these celebrities oh. that we that are on a pedestal. Motherfucker. Because who knows that if we were in the same position as you Kevin Hart, got me. someone who came from nothing, right? And, you know, has accumulated all this wealth. What kind, what, what does that do to your ego? What kind of insecurities build along with the securities that you've built? That something like a fight with your best friend about like gambling and with some intoxication, that could, that could make you upset. And it's because you're famous that you have a little more scrutiny on you that people might be like, ah, I don't like you as I much as much as I used to like you, because it's it's true that you know, uh, celebrity fame could strip you of some humility. 
fame in any sense will change you. Yeah. If they say fame doesn't change you, that's bullshit. Yeah. Because it's going to change you a little bit. Because mm-hmm. you have to either keep the keep it going or you have to know when to turn it on, turn it off. And yes. um, damn, you caught me in one of my hypocrisies and Jesus Christ. I wouldn't call it a hypocrisy. It's just something that we you you haven't thought of yet. You know? Well, and, and now, now, now that you're saying it, maybe my problem with Kevin Hart is actually that I see too much of myself in him. Mm, that's what it is. It could be yep. a comedian that's like coming from like a from a place far from fame, right? Yeah, and his quick temper. Ah, yes, dude. But I might, might I say like your temper is like really, really good and managed as of late, dude. Well, it's flipped now. Now I don't get angry. Now I just get like super sad. <laughs> and that's okay. I mean, so like, now I'm working on that. It's you know, it's and, a pendulum swing. You know, yeah, you work dude. on one thing, then you work on the next thing. I mean, as long as you're working at it, dude. Hey. Sometimes when I get emotional, I'm like, I think this is good. I think it's good to crying feels so good lately. Yeah, I know it's making you cringe, but like, I mean, obviously the thought of me crying to anyone else is like, Christian, calm the fuck down. But in the heat of the moment, come on. Don't you feel good afterwards? It's one of my favorite songs. In the heat of, of the moment. moment. Telling us what your heart says. I'm going to push the camera in right heat here on you. Heat of the moment. I'll put some special effects, make it look like a music video. These are Thank you, Cleveland. These are edit notes for myself as we go along. Keep with them this. in, so like you can cut back to you as you're giving the note, and then like yeah, yeah. Um, man, what a great episode, dude. This was fun. Um, I do want to end it with this though. Watch what? Forrest Gump. I just rewatched that movie, and god damn, is it incredible? So good. Robert Zemeckis is incredible. I don't think we would have those deep fake videos without Forrest Gump. Before we go, have you seen the, the Tom, Tom Cruise? Cruise deep fake videos? Yes. Incredible, scary, incredibly scary. Uh, you know, we are very fast approaching a time where you cannot believe anything that you see. Remember Maybe that? that's why you think Tom Cruise fucks fish. It was a no, deep no. fake video of this dude, this rando fucking fish. No, the, they threw the, Tom Cruise's face on this fish no, fucker. Nope, nope. There's no video of Tom Cruise fucking fish. There's just evidence that he takes fish into the bathrooms and they're oh, mutilated, Mutilated salmon and tuna and yellowtail. He buys whole fish from the department, goes into the bathrooms of Whole Foods and fucks those fish and then leaves them there because he can. Fuck, dude. Those fish probably have kids and parents. Tom Cruise fucks fish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't care enough about Tom Cruise to really defend <laughs> if he's a fish fucker or not. Well, my life's not going to change. I brought that up to somebody and they're like, it's weird that that's why you don't like Tom Cruise and not like the horrible Scientology shit that he does or like the way he treated um, his wives, Katie Holmes or any or his oh. daughters or anything. It's like, nope, I don't care about any of that. It's the fish fucking that I don't like. Do you not like... Okay, do we directly dislike Scientologists? Yes, fuck Scientology. Or are they victims to the religion? Some of them are. Um, but, you know, it's just like, hey, I, I got no sympathy for it. I told you one time years ago, I was in downtown Hollywood on vacation with a, a girl that I was dating at the time. Mm-hmm. And we passed by the Scientology building. And they're out there handing out their shit. And they had a very, very clever way of getting me to take their pamphlet. They said, oh, this is yours. And like, Think about if you if somebody said that to you without even thinking you would grab it at first. And I, my response was, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. And I kept walking. And the girl I was with, she was like, don't you think that was kind of rude? And I go, honestly, that might have been the nicest response that I've gotten all night. Mm. Right? Because think about how many fuck yous don't talk to me, things that they get every night. And mine's like, no, that's not for me. And she's like, well, what even was that? So I had to explain to her what Scientology is. And at first, like like anybody, when you first hear about Scientology, it kind of sounds kind of cool, right? And then like you really think about it and it's not. It's super fucked up and really fucking stupid. Like... 
so goddamn dumb. They're going to hear this because oh, they yeah. have a ping on every time someone says Scientology all over the internet. So fuck the Scientologists. I was watching that uh, Scientology documentary, mm-hmm. um, which is hosted by the wife of Kevin James from King of Queens, whoever her well, name her is. Her name is Leah Remini. She is famous on her own without Kevin James, but yes. I, that's how I remember her, and I'm sorry. Uh, she is, I'm sorry, lady. Leah Remini. Sorry, Leah Remini. She is single-handedly taking on the Scient- the Church of Scientology. She's fucking awesome, and dude. And killing it, bro. Yeah. Uh, dude, The David Miscavige, the leader of Scientology, I have three questions for you. One, where the fuck is your wife? Two, why can't Tom Cruise live outside of your purview? And three, tell me why your dad doesn't love you anymore. You're going to hear this, David Miscavige. Fuck you. Fuck Scientology. Come at me, bro. Yeah. I mean, but don't actually come at us. No, because honestly, because fuck you, Scientology. Scientology is a day from what I've been reading up on and watching, horrible, dude. learning from the documentary. They legitimately do gang stalking. They legitimately do things that people are said to be insane for claiming, and they're actually doing it to people so that when they claim insanity, or when people say that they're insane, they can step back and let them be One of the girls of that own. is interviewed in that Scientology documentary was, you know, she grew up into it. Her yeah. parents were Scientologists. Those people I feel bad for. And she she later on was like, I hate this. I fucking hate this. Yeah. And like the only way she could run away was to literally, literally run away. She had to get in the trunk of a car of these people that weren't Scientologists that were just on set to help film like this uh, documentary. Because they were on like a campus. Because yes. they have walls. They have cameras with, everywhere. They have walls with barbed wire facing in mm-hmm. in this campus. Yeah. Barbed wire facing in isn't to keep people out. It's to keep people in, dude. It's and the why do you have to do that if it's so great, right? Well, it's just a ploy, man. Look how well funded Scientology is. Oh, incredible! Look at how much power they have over some incredible names. And L. Ron Hubbard, LRH, the fat fuck piece of shit that he is, literally said the only way to make money in this country is to create a religion. Cults. Look at cults too. How much power they had. I will say though. LRH is pretty crazy because uh, he was super into like getting a lot of fucking pussy, mm-hmm. uh, and he fuck you know JPL Jet Propulsion Laboratories. No, um, that was created by a guy named Jack Parsons. Um, his wife got fucked a bunch by uh, by LRH, uh, and then like they like were best. They were actually trying to do a dark magic ritual to bring about the Antichrist and save the world. Whoa, 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 whoa. By having like sex in a sigil and things like that. And then when they found, when uh, Jack Parsons found out that uh, LRH was fucking his own wife, they hated each other and stopped talking. Um, but you know, we almost had an antichrist because some dumb shit guy who got us to the moon and some asshole who created a stupid science religion were having sex in the middle of a circle with a pentagram on it. Too many weird people with weird power. Back to the beginning when we were saying these famous people we put on pedestals are just weird fucks who do weird shit. Yep. There's two sides to the fucking coin. There are some celebrities that have like. Human flaws that are relatable and we can understand and sympathize. Even Justin Timberlake gets diarrhea. Yeah, and that man, in my eyes, is perfect. I think about that sometimes when I look at the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Editions. Like, sometimes this girl gets diarrhea. You literally said Kate Upton farted my mouth. On a day where she Ooh, has diarrhea? No, no, Oof. no, no. She doesn't. She's she's perfect. Oh, you think she just poops frozen yogurt? And she doesn't with... poop at all. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing there. Or you hope there's something there because you want some booty play. Have <laughs> um, well, well, this is the we've talked about some deep shit, and this is the biggest reaction I've gone from. I don't want her episode. people to come after me. Oh, cause she got people too. Her, I'm more scared of Kate Upton's people than I am of the Scientologist people. <laughs> really, Kate Upton. Full disclosure. You would be the first one in line if Kate Upton came up with a religion. Yes. Yeah, Kate Uptonology, and you'd be like Uptonanity, Upton, whatever it's called. You're first in line, buddy. And you're going to be the person handing out pamphlets. 
This is for you, sir. This is for you, sir. Have she you heard will the wo- fart in your mouth. Have you heard the word of the good lady? <laughs> oh, have you heard lady? the word of the good lady? Have Which you heard one? the word of the good lady? Uh, Kate Upton. It's just like a picture of Kate Upton, and that's it. <laughs> just like an eight by eleven glossy like color photo of her. Imagine doing this without Kate Upton's permission. Approval. Yeah, she's like, I, I know nothing about this. Religion. I'm from the Church of Kate Upton. Hi, I'm from the Church of Kate Upton. Here you go. I'm from the Church of Kate Upton. <laughs> Excuse me. Are you making a religion about me? Uh, uh yes. We are the followers of the CKU. Uh, and what we believe at CKU is that all life is brought about big jumbly bumbly boobs. That's me. Beautiful... You're talking about me, Kate Upton. Yes, yes, yes. The 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 C- the CKU. You wouldn't freak the fuck out. You wouldn't shit your pants if you uh, if you met Kate Upton in life. What? I'm Kate Upton. I let's say I look. I, I walk into your into your work. I've been starstruck. I've met famous people before. I've only been starstruck once in my life. For like I was tongue-tied where I couldn't talk. That was when I met Champ Bailey. Okay. I feel like I would be the same if I saw Kate Upton. Okay. Let's say Kate Upton's single, and this is your only opportunity. Are you going to, A, be cordial, act like she's not this big famous person, and just like, you know, treat her like a normal person? Or is this your opportunity to see if you could pull an Alejandro move on her and see what you could do? Well, the Alejandro move... Uh, because it's in my training to treat girls like you don't like like you don't. Training. It's in my training You're to training. treat every girl like you've never heard of them. You're training. Oh, Kate, uh, Kate, Kate Upton. Is that short for Catherine? Yeah. <laughs> something like that. That's almost exactly what I'd be. Or I'd be like, if we're at a bar or something, and she's like sitting next to me, I'd be like, Hey, do you know what the bartender's name? Like, I'm trying to get his attention. I can't get it. Mm. You ask him about something else because everyone's tapping her on the shoulder and be like, Oh my god, are you Kate Upton? Oh my god, can I get an autograph? Oh my god, can okay, I? Okay, I want to. I want to do this this short improv scene before we end. I want to be Kate Upton in a bar, and I want to see what you do if if she were to sit next to you at the bar. Okay, act like you're having a drink. <sighs> Dirty martini, please. Shaken, not stirred. You should probably get it stirred. You're wasting the vodka. Really? Yeah, when you shake it, the ice crystals break apart. It'll dilute the vodka. Thank you. Thank you so much. What are you drinking? It's a truly, I'm on a diet. I respect it. Oh, God, diets. I, my manager always has me on diets. Yeah, I think people shouldn't tell you how to look. If you just want to be how you are, you should be how you are. I'm drinking this because it's zero calories, and I'm trying not to bloat up. A diet, truly? Oh, my God. Uh. And then I would turn to the person next to me and start talking to them. Uh, for at least five minutes. And then once I saw that she was getting down near the end of her drink, I'd say, hey, you want another one? Because I'm about to get a second drink. I can buy you one. Thank thank you so yeah, much. I'll take I another and, and you can put her next one on mine. Oh, thanks. Oh, my gosh. Hi, I'm Alex. Hi, I'm uh, Kate. Uh, it's a great name. My grandma's name was Kate. Really? No, not at all. Oh, oh. <laughs> now you're lying to me. Uh, you know, it's just a joke. Okay. Kate, what do you do for uh, for work? Um. Well, I do a, a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, have you? Sounds like you're unemployed. Have you? Oh my! No, I'm not. Well, unemployed. I mean, if you don't have a job title that you could throw out, and you're being vague, it sounds like you're unemployed. No, I'm employed. I swear. It just Google me. Just well, Google you me. accepted a drink from a stranger. You probably can't afford it on your own, huh? No, that's fine. It was just proper etiquette. I'm sorry. Are you? <laughs> I don't know if I should like you right now or be offended. You should probably not. But what do you do? I I'm an actress. I'm a I'm a model. Oh, cool. I'm a I'm a personality. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What brings you to Kentucky? What are you doing all the way out here? Tour. 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 A touring model. Yeah. Yeah, you can't get all the, the settings, you know, in on the East Coast or the West Coast. You got to hit the Midwest sometimes. Boy, you are just so traveled, huh? Yes, it's it's exhausting, I actually. I bet it is. Excuse me, me and my friends were in the middle of something, so I'm going to go back to them. But I'll come back and check on you a wait, little wait, bit, Wait, wait, okay? wait, wait, wait. Um, What's up? Hand me that napkin. 
Yeah, you know, we'll we'll finish this conversation. In later. case that's my number. Yeah. Area code. Thanks. Um, that's my personal, so it's not like you're reaching my my agent or my manager or anything. That's that's Believe me, I don't want to call your agent. <sighs> Do you know who I am? Should I? Damn, okay. Scene. All right. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I don't know. I'm not a girl. I don't have estrogen. Or uh But you felt for you were going for all the things. You laughed when I wanted you to laugh. You gave me some bite back when I wanted you and to And I don't bite know back. how much of that is me like just yes ending because it's an improv scene. Oh, as opposed to like actually being like in the moment. I don't know. I'm not you a girl that's exactly stuff like that though. I'm very impressed as a as a person from the outside looking in, seeing you talk to a girl, uh that I can see you're interested in and like me reading that she is uh conversely into you as well that helps it's so impressive and it's like i could never do that i don't know well it's in my training thank you neil strauss (laughs) training you gotta hang up your certificate for your training uh neil strauss did that same tactic to britney spears and got her number (gasps) really acted like he didn't know who she was oh shit so it does work that's what neil strauss to an extent hashtag free britney by the way oh 100 percent. poor girl yeah Man, well, I had fun, dude. I also had fun. Uh, let's tell the baddies what we watched this week. <laughs> One of my favorites. This Okay, this was suggested to us by Nikki Tata. Nikki Tata. Shout out to you. Thank you for uh, throwing us a good movie that I. it was my first time watching. I, I have seen this movie a million times. I didn't realize how much I love this movie until while I was rewatching it. I like knew every single second of this movie. Fuck, that's a good sign, dude. Oh. Yeah. So, well, this week we watched... Two, Two weeks, weeks notice. notice with Sandy Bullock and Hugh Mungo Grant. That's right. You heard it here. What's, what's his middle name? Mungo. That's a hundred percent a real fact. His name is Hugh Mungo Grant. Look it up. Um, my name has been Alejandro, and my name has been Christian. Uh, before we leave, oh shit! Huge shout out. I would like to shout out. Yeah. Um, my coworker Valeria Ferreira. You probably don't listen to this podcast. Um, but thank oh, you for boo. these dope paintings. Um, I'll put pictures up right here. Uh, they're absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, the paintings are great. You should listen to the show. I think you would enjoy it. I think you could get to know us a little bit more. What's her name? Uh, Val is her name, oh, but, but her what full is... name is uh, Valeria. Valeria. Yes. Valeria, I think this is a great uh, opportunity for you to send us more paintings. I love it. You should listen to our show more often and maybe come down and hang out with us. Yeah. Um, one of these days. If one you... of these days, Valeria. All right. Open invitation. Yes. I got a seat for you. Yeah, we have a full futon for you. You can take up as much space as you want. I was going to give her a folding chair, but you're giving her a futon. I understand. A I like folding it. I chair? Like it. No, I like don't give her a, give her a folding give her a, chair. Give her a bed. <laughs> oh, here's a king size for you, here's lady. A, here's a bed chair. Yeah. A bed chair? That's what a futon is. Oh, that's basically what it is. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah. But shout out to you. My name has been Christian. My name has been Alejandro. You can follow me at call underscore me, Jesus. You can follow me at Christian Has Asthma Baddies. Thank you very much for supporting us during this quarantine it has been almost a year since quarantine's happened, and you guys have stuck with us, and the numbers have grown, and we see it, and we are so appreciative. We fucking love you. We do. We love you very much. Follow us on Instagram at i at ICBTB Podcast. Correct. We are knocking on 500's door, so tell your friends and tell your moms. And uh, Honestly, I get a lot of texts from people saying that their mom listens to this show. <laughs> and we got a lot like of it. mom baddies. Shout out to the mom baddies. Yeah. The maddies. The maddies. And yeah. also, if your name's Maddie, shout out to you, too. Yeah. And if you're upset and angry, shout out to you because you're mad yeah. Uh, yeah i think that's everything we covered every base that's i think we covered everything subscribe to our youtube channel because we're yes. knocking on 100's door uh knock knock knocking on 100's door and we're uh rate and review us on apple Podcasts. five stars no less yes all right peace baddies thank you very much
Bye.